0: This is Mission Control, Houston.
1: Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life.
0: Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. K.J. Martin climbed Bobong Mountain.
1: T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three,
0: two, one.
1: Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham absolutely living up to the hype. Rockets versus Pistons. We got you covered for all that and more. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. And joining us today to break down all the action across the Rockets Pistons game as well as might, you know, dip a little bit back into what happened with Rockets Cavs is the Athletics' Alicon Bijani. What's up, Alicon? What's Jackson? Hi, everybody. All right. So f- just, Alicon, immediate thoughts on this one. I mean, like, you know, we're coming into this game and we've got this marquee matchup build between the number one overall pick Cade Cunningham, the number two overall pick Jalen Green, and frankly, when you come away from the game, I think Jalen Green had the better performance. What do you think? I, why, why do you say that? I'm curious because I feel like there were moments throughout the game and specifically there was one moment that really stood out to me, but there were moments throughout the game where it felt like Jalen Green was doing his best to play right, you know, play the right way, play team basketball, winning basketball. He wasn't just going out there trying to get his. And the moment that stands out to me is there was a point where he reached trying to steal the ball from Cade Cunningham. Cade, you know, pulled the ball back. You know, very silky smooth crossover pulled up, drained a three, right? You know, snatched Jalen's ankles right out from under him. And then Jalen comes back down on the opposite end. And instead of just trying to force something to happen, trying to get his against Cade, he opted to run a pick and roll, get the pass into KJ Martin and KJ Martin goes up for an easy two in the paint. And it was that read right that moment where Jalen could have easily right taken that personal and like now nah, I'm gonna go right back at Kate I'm gonna get mine I'm gonna you know cross him up I'm gonna drive on him something like that but instead he ran a good pick and roll got an easy bucket for his teammate and it really felt like that was his mentality all throughout the game and Coach Will Weaver even thought so after the game
0: yeah you know what's what's interesting is before the game the Rockets coaches spoke with the players and were like you know the crowd is gonna uh, amp this up they're gonna make this about um, whoever gets the ball first, Kate or Jalen, the crowd's going to be amped up, obviously. And Just make sure you stay within your, within your game. Don't get too excited about what's going on. Play team basketball. And I think for the most part, both those guys play team basketball. Now, if you were to ask me who had the better performance, I, I would have to say Kate. Now, I don't think it's necessarily too <laughs> – oh, no, here comes the eyes. Um, I don't think there's that big of a difference. I think both had an exceptional game. But just for me, watching Cade, the way he's able to really control, especially when he has the ball in his hands, really just control the style of play and kind of control his team's identity. I think he did a great job yesterday. Jalen as well. Jalen played off his teammates extremely well. And I think a lot of people want to see him run pick and roll. I think this is the best time for him to run pick and roll, get more reps in that way and just to get more film before the regular season, preseason, um, whatever the case may be. But the fact that he's playing off of his teammates – um, there. The, his last point yesterday, the one everybody's hyping up about where he hit the three over Kate Cunningham and kind of like let out a scream. Um, that was based off of him being in the opposite corner and spacing well for his teammate, Anthony Lamb, who was posting up and drawing in the defense. You know, he's he's shown me a lot of progress there where he's been able to play off of others and um, excited to see how that translates when he does play alongside uh, Kevin Porter Jr., and John Wall. Those types of skills are going to be very important to his success, especially early in his career.
1: You know, I found it so interesting that Detroit decided – so first off, you know, before Detroit started to blitz Jalen Green and start throwing those double teams at him, uh, I found it interesting that both Jalen and Cade were checking each other to start the game. And I kind of talked a little bit about that coming into the game in our in our preview episode, just thinking about, you know, how – Vocal Jalen Green has been about wanting to be a good defender, wanting to, you know, make that such an important part of his game, wanting to be a two way guy. And so I thought, well, looking at the, you know, likely starting lineup that the Rockets and Pistons are both going to trot out, it kind of makes some sense that Green and Cade would check each other for at least a little bit. So I thought that was interesting that he started checking him at the start of the game. And then on top of that, those double teams, right? And, you know, it was kind of. Ridiculous to see those double teams being thrown at Jalen Green in a summer league game, uh, very reminiscent of some of the double teams that we've seen thrown at one James Harden throughout the NBA regular season and the like intensity of them. Right. I mean, we're talking hard doubles, like right at the half court margin, like, you know, pushing him out, really trying to force the ball out of his hands. And Jalen actually spoke a little bit about that uh, after the game. I was thinking it was going to be like a last night's game, but instead I got bliss and I had to adjust to that. So it was a different adjustment for me. Um, But yeah, I still wanted that battle. Really kind of felt like as the game progressed, the Rockets approach kind of changed. And as you illustrated and as you kind of already pointed out, they really moved to utilizing Jalen more so off ball as the game progressed to prevent those double teams from happening.
0: Yeah, you know, Jackson. We talked about this with Jalen Green in our Jalen Green scouting report episode in, in uh, July. Um, the big thing for me, and I think where he's going to excel out in this Rockets offense, and I think I've been proven right the first two games, is dribble handoffs or these given goes where he's um, more so just getting the ball from a big and attacking downhill. The main reason that was successful, and he alluded to it yesterday post game, was because when he was when he's getting blitzed and he, he's coming down and and they're doubling him in pick and roll early it's difficult. This is a team that likes to play fast. And he was, he even admitted he was playing a little bit too fast yesterday and he was turning over the ball because of that. So whenever he's off the ball and he's coming off of a dribble handoff, he can make a read based off of how the player behind him or in front of him or on his hip is defending him. If they're going to stay back, if they're going to stay back or they're jumping that thing, he can, you know, reject the screen and kind of go this way, which we had that give and go with KJ Martin early on in the game where He kind of slid it through the defense, got skinny and got towards the rim, kind of found that crevice in the lane. Um, Whenever they actually run a dribble handoff and they're overplaying his hip and the defenders kind of overplaying that three pointer, he can go back and hit the step back. So he has all these different things. And I think getting him the ball where he's on the move forces that big to make a decision, which then forces that defender who has been trailing him to make a decision as well. And that's when he's at his best, when he's able to use his athleticism and his ability to create space to his advantage. when a team likes to run pick and roll early and you blitz them early on, that's a big reason why those types of blitzes can push the ball handler further and further away from the three-point line because teams like to run those high pick and rolls, especially for Jalen Green. The Rockets like those high pick and rolls, those angle pick and rolls, just because they're able to really attack the middle or the right side of the floor with, with the zero because Jalen Green's much better on the right. One thing, and I want to give credit to uh, PolarFall on Twitter, um, somebody who I really enjoy following. He, he brought this up yesterday the concept of um the defense one of the defensive schemes that the pistons were using was ice coverage or weak and just for those listening and those watching what weak coverage essentially is is that you're going to force the ball handler to, uh, to go towards the side of the floor where his that's his weak hand so in this case jalen green's a right-handed player they're going to force him to go left and when you're in, when you're in a position like jalen green and you're going left it's not as comfortable for you, and, and you could you saw that multiple times yesterday where they were kind of playing up high. Number one, so the big has the big was there to meet him once he was driving left, and then the defender was trying to you know pushing him further and further towards the sideline, further to, further towards going left um, on the side of the floor. And what that does is that puts him in this, a really uncomfortable situation. What is he going to do? He has to be able to pass with two hands. He has to be able to kind of drive and get past this def- the defender. And there were a few times last night where he had a pull-up jumper or he made a bad decision whenever they especially blitzed him whenever he was going left. So when you go back and watch the game, Rockets fans pay attention to when they're blitzing and pay attention to when they're running that weak coverage. And you'll start to see kind of how they were, you know, really attacking some of his potential weaknesses right now. And how I think ultimately, I know people were complaining about why are they blitzing. We were here to see Jalen Green versus Kate Cunningham. Ultimately, this is gonna be great film for him to understand what are the types of things defenses and BA defenses are going to throw your way and what he can continue to do from now the training camp and during the season to get better.
1: Got so much more to talk about from this one. Alperin Shingun, Josh Christopher, KJ Martin, who had a quietly impressive game as well on the defensive end. Just an overall really solid game from KJ Martin. want to talk about all of that coming up in just a moment after a message from our friends over at Headspace. Because Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better maybe you're overwhelmed headspace has a three-minute sos meditation just for you need some help falling asleep headspace has wind down sessions that their members swear by and for parents headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids you deserve to feel happier and headspace is meditation made simple go to headspace.com locked on mba that's headspace.com locked on mba for a free one-month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash LockedOnMBA today. And another message from our friends over at Built Bar. Because look, if you've never had a protein bar that you've actually enjoyed, you got to check out Built Bar. Every single bar they make basically tastes like a candy bar that's jam-packed with protein. They've got so many great flavors to choose from. Raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, my personal favorite, coconut brownie chunk. Cannot go wrong with a single bar on their menu. Every single bar, low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great if you're on a keto diet. Great if you're trying to lose weight. And you can check it out. Just visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your very next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Of course, joined by the Athletics, Alicon Bijani. Now, Alicon. Do you want to do you wanna go who do you want to talk about in this segment? Do you want to talk about Shingoon? Do you want to talk about KJ Martin? Or do you want to talk about Josh Christopher? There's a lot of good options there. How about we, I know, talk, right?
0: about, how about we talk about Shingoon? He he had a great game yesterday.
1: I've been so thoroughly impressed. Right. He was he was billed as a guy whose question marks were going to be defensively. And so far, I think his defense has been more impressive than his offense in these first two games in summer league. And one of the areas that Really stands out to me and I pulled this clip and threw it up on my Twitter feed uh, during the game. So go check it out if you haven't seen it yet, but his ability to stay vertical when he's contesting shots, he keeps his arms straight up and down, does not bring the arms down, you know, does such a great job of controlling his body when he jumps now. There, there have been a couple times where he's jumped like for a rebound or for a contest. And I'm going to be honest, he doesn't get that much air. He's not crazy athletic. He's not getting that high up, but he's six foot nine, maybe six ten, 10. Um, and he does an excellent job of contesting and timing his jumps and his contests, which is why he's walked away with four blocks in each of the first two, ga- his first two games, which is just insane.
0: You, for me, you know, besides the, the defensive scheme stuff, what's, what I've been actually impressed with the most is I believe he eight rebounds yesterday, right? Right, Jackson? Um, yes.
1: Eight rebounds, 15 in the first game. 15, yeah.
0: He, his defensive rebound, I know we're going to talk about his offensive rebounding. He's he's doing a great job there, but defense, defensive rebounding I've been really impressed with. And, and the reason why is because he knows how to get his butt into the defender and push him out the paint, basically get to his spot, making sure that he uses his body to box out and get the rebound. He's not high tipping it. Cause like you said, you know, it's, it's a little bit tougher for him to do that. He's not high-tipping it. He's not trying to use his size or whatever. He's trying to use his body to, you know, push away somebody else and, and, and either himself get the rebound or have K.J. Martin or somebody else get it as well. And I think that you said that especially early on in the game yesterday where he was boxing out um, their bigs and then Jalen Green had those three uh, early early rebounds in the first quarter. And that, that's been very impressive to me. Um, offensively, though, he's – He's very interesting. Um, I think, obviously, everybody's like, oh, my God, he can shoot the ball after he hit that 30-footer yesterday from the logo. But, you know, for me,
1: I'm most impressed with his screening ability. What do you think? I've been – as far as what I what's really stood out to me, the screening has been one thing, but, you know, I want to let you elaborate on that part because I've been more so focused on his patience and footwork when he does get the ball down low, which it felt like he got a few more opportunities in this one to – like have his more traditional post-up offense and kind of either create for him have opportunities to create for himself or create for his teammates like you know with his back to the basket the way that he has you know been accustomed to playing but I want to let you elaborate on the screening you know element that you wanted to highlight
0: yeah so so when it comes to screening I've you know people are like well you know this is interesting the way you say it but he he looks like Daniel Tyson some situations in that He's like shielding the lane. Like he's shielding the defender, creating a driving lane for his teammates. It's very interesting. Like if you go, if you go back and watch yesterday's game in particular, watch when um Jalen Green is running pick and roll. And I know, I know the games aren't really posted in some situations, or if you have League pass, maybe you can watch it. Wherever you watch a YouTube highlights, whatever, watch when Jalen Green is running pick and roll. And look at whenever he's running pick and roll with Sangoon, what he's doing. He's, you know, rolling and trying to get a hard roll, or he's slowly rolling, but most of the time, he's shielding out that lane, that driving lane. He's shielding out that paint, so Green or Christopher, whoever it is, can get an easy shot. And it's very interesting to see how good he is already. The same way I talked about him getting low for those rebounds, it's the same way he's getting low and trying to, and you know, clear up that space. So it's been very interesting to see that. Now, his um, screen setting is effective because I think he understands what spots he needs to be in on the specific types of plays. He had those he had that one-handed alley-oop dunk yesterday where I thought he screened really well um, in terms of kind of just as a hard as a hard dive kind of after the screen and kind of slipping and going. And then he has situations where he stays on the screen and kind of creates some space. That chemistry developed over time. I think he'll get better with that. He's not I'm not I'm not saying he's like an elite screener, a good screener. he's getting there but his screening ability has really impressed me so far. And that's one thing I'm really excited about because as a good screener, you can essentially also become a good dribble handoff player, which is why dribble handoffs were so effective yesterday. Combine that with his passing ability, and our, and our friend DJC um, DGC posted that nutmeg um, from the first game where he found uh, Jalen Green, stuff like that, you can combine the screening and the passing to become a good dribble handoff player. And I know Steven Salas is, you know, really excited about the fact that, you know, he can be somebody um, who, who can run those types of plays for him in that offense.
1: That's the most exciting thing for me is honestly how Steven Silas is going to utilize uh Shingun potentially like operating him out of the high post a little bit with some of those dribble handoff sets, that kind of thing. And you know, the play that I think it was so simple, but it was, it was my standout play for him in this one was just, he got the ball on the low block, started backing down his defender, you know, went to his slight array of moves, kind of did a twist, did another turn on his pivot, had nothing there. And then kind of looked like he might be getting ready to settle for kind of like a fadeaway jumper. And then, Uh, Jalen Green makes a cut at the right, at the exact right moment, kind of slips through the teeth of the defense and is right there at the cup. Everybody lost track of him. And Shingoon's just like, oh, great. Like quick little, quick little pass right down to Green. And it wasn't anything miraculous. It was just the patience that he had to go through his set of moves to kind of, you know, be aware of the options available to him and to then see Jalen Green right there at the rim for the easy two and not panic like, oh, I picked up my dribble. What do I do now? Let me just kick it back out, you know, to the to to the top of the key because I, I don't have anything left. He was totally calm, cool, and composed during that moment. So that really stood out to me.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm eager to see how he plays in specific situations. Are you going to want him to be more? Are they going to want him to become a five? You know, what? what is going on um, with that? I think he has shown good flashes as a five, and I'm eager to see will he get playing time as a five, especially, you know, um, in training camp, when training camp comes and he's actually going against better <laughs> better types of NBA bodies. Um, but, you know, he, he's definitely shown some good flashes, and I think he's already become a fan favorite. I'm so happy. Like, you know, that that stuff is hilarious. I, I think that's a great bit. Shout-out to Rockets you know, media, rocket, social media and, and digital communications for that. That's Did, didn't you hear
1: I'm the, uh, didn't you hear I'm the rocket social media coordinator? That's the running joke. <laughs> Wait, since when? Really? <laughs> well, everybody wanted me to apply for the position and Uh-oh. then, and everybody's convinced that because Rock, the rockets account tweets out a lot of the same stuff I do that I'm their social media coordinator so yeah that's the running joke it's um, all me just just see, credit to happens.
0: me this is what happens when i'm old man i forget all of these millennial jokes you that know, you when
1: i'm make. old get out of here <laughs> i'm older than you man god and now what is how does that make me feel all right um <laughs> Let's we've got we've got Josh Christopher we got KJ Martin and final thoughts from this one to talk about coming up in just a moment we're gonna let Ali Khan get that laugh out but first we got a message from our friends over at BetOnline.ag BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action we got baseball season going strong they've also got you covered for UFC MMA you name it they've got you covered over at BetOnline so don't sit on the sidelines anymore it's time to get in on the action and you can do that using promo code LockedOn that's L O C K E D O N for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Final thoughts on the Rockets' 111-91 thumping of the Detroit Pistons in Summer League. Realizing now that as much as we've talked about Jalen Green and now Shingun through these first two segments, we haven't mentioned their box score stats at all, which, I mean, I'm sure you've probably looked at them, but it's worth bringing up Jalen Green, 25 points, 6 of 11 shooting, 3 of 5 from behind the arc, a very impressive 10 of 11 from the charity stripe, uh, was in the 50-40-90 club for this game. Uh, Also had the five boards, three assists, had a steal. Did have four turnovers. However, it was highlighted that he had three early turnovers, and then as the Rockets adjusted throughout the game to get him operating more so off ball, uh, getting his teammates kind of creating for him a little bit, those turnovers cut down significantly. Only had one the rest of the way after. I believe it was three in the first quarter, I think. Um, or at least three early. And then Shingoon coming away with 21 points, eight boards, eight of 14 shooting, had the one three from the logo, um, call him Sniper Shingoon or whatever you want. Uh, you know, it was very impressive. Did not expect that shot to go in, but uh, I know from, you know, what I've heard is that the Rockets are really working on extending his range. That's definitely a focus for him is getting him comfortable with his shot out at the three point line so that they can have him as another five out threat within this offense. But, Ali Khan, we've got two more guys that we need to spend a little bit of time talking about here, and that is KJ Martin and Josh Christopher.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, just one last point. I'm going to tie this into KJ Martin on, on, um, on Sangoon. Sangoon is only, I think, out of the first two games on post ups, he's like one of five, according to the tally, just on like shooting those post ups. And that's only 20%, you know, in terms of scoring probability. But when you look at points per possession, including passes, it's around 40%. And the fact of the matter is is that not only you know are his post-ups you know, leading to his shot attempts and kind of getting space, and he's kind of missed a few bunnies here, but his passing has been very impressive from the post. He's making good decisions. He's reading when the defense is coming with a hard double or late double, and he's finding that open spot. And I, I think that's very impressive and something else I want to highlight. And why I'm transitioning it to KJ is because out of those possessions where Sing, is is posting up, there's opportunities for a guy like KJ Martin who's spotting up on the wing, or in the corner to knock down some threes, and just to give you some insight to kind of how well he's shooting on those catch and shoot threes. I believe he's four of eleven um, right now on spot ups. Um, now, people are like you know that's not that good, but the fact of the matter is, it's about 36% shooting um, um, from from uh, from three at least on catch and shoot threes. So. He's,
1: he's, he's getting, are you talking, sorry. Are you talking just summer league right now? Just yeah, summer league, just summer league. Yeah, he, five he gets, of five of 12. Five of, okay.
0: So this is from synergy.
1: So I'm using synergy. Oh, my bad. Okay. There we go. Synergy's got way more advanced stats than I do.
0: <laughs> well, just, just, just to kind of give some context into why I'm bringing it up, because that's one thing also that the coaching staff has been really impressed with. Will Weaver has talked about this and you, you've heard this from others as well. When you asked him kind of what KJ Martin has improved upon as his shooting, he's put in a lot of work. Uh, with Robbie and John Lucas, um, and the Rockets uh, player development staff, um, but the couple other areas I want to highlight: playmaking, his driving, and why his jumping has been even more impressive lately is that it's because now he's using it as a weapon. You know, we saw, and I talked about this with you uh, in April and May um, during during the end of the season, where he would sometimes only need one, maybe two steps, and from the on a closeout, and he would be already at the rim. Why that's important is because his jumping can can allow basically jumping can cause defenses to have to rotate early, and if they're rotating early, he has the ability to make that pass, and he's shown that early on where he may not be making the pass to an assist, but he may be making that pass at least to the assist, or making that pass at least to the pass that leads to the assist. He's done a great job with his playmaking, especially on those roll situations. I want to see more pick and roll from him. I think they're doing that on purpose to kind of get Sengun more acclimated into how to drive and how to screen set because KJ already has that experience. But for me, you know, and and they want to kind of see how KJ looks in the perimeter. But for me, I really, you know, I've been really impressed with his playmaking and just his ability to make reads. Um, Defensively, he's getting there. I think these reps are going to help him a lot defensively. But offensively, he's taking a big next step. And, you know, I'll I'll be eager to see how that translates over when training camp begins. You know, like I said, just to summarize, he has a jumping ability. What can you do once you make that defender commit? Do you go up and you go for the slam dunk and try to knock it down like he tries to do every game at least once? Or do you stay patient and know, hey, defense is rotating over. What can I put up softly or what can I do to make the pass because they're helping on my types of uh, hard drives or hard, hard slashes uh, to the rim? That's what I'm going to be looking at moving
1: forward. Love that he's like the grizzled veteran out there now. Um, you know he's he's the guy with the most experience out of this this whole crop of youngsters. Um, it, it's hilarious to think about, but thinking about how how much he's developed, you know, from when he first came to the Rockets to where he is now, um, you know, in. in less than a year really, right? I mean, it's it's been less than a calendar year and seeing how far he's progressed already is a testament to the work that he's put in. And, um, you know, the sky is really the limit for him. He's got all the tools to be uh, a really, really good NBA player. And we're seeing some of that development really taking place. But another guy that I want to spend a little bit of time make sure we talk about is Josh Christopher, who, Alicon, Josh Christopher continues to win me over every single day. Like, you know, with each passing day, I come away thinking that the Rockets... Got an absolute steal with the twenty fourth pick in the draft. Um, You know, realistically, on draft night, you know, was a little bit, you know, kind of questioning the pick a little bit. Oh, well, he's you know besties with Jalen Green and and you know knows KJ Martin. They go way back. You know, maybe it's just a culture pick, whatever you want to call it. But Josh Christopher's been. Thoroughly impressive. His defense has been incredible, and he is an absolute terror when he puts his head down in transition. I'm going
0: um, to give you a stat right now that's going to blow you away.
1: I love it. Let's go.
0: This per obviously, I need to go track. I need to hand track it myself just to kind of confirm. Sometimes they may not uh, track everything correctly. But uh, out of the nine, out of the nine possessions, um, out of nine pick and roll possessions where he's guarding the ball handler, the team the, the out of those positions, they've only scored one point. So that's like point one point per <laughs> point per possession. 5 shooting caused a turnover. It's been pretty impressive.
1: I mean, yeah, he's he he plays so hard defensively and he does like he doesn't back down and he's got the physical tools. In his post game presser, right, he laid it out. He was like, somebody asked him about his defense and, and what he, you know, what he brings to the table. He said that Rafael Stone, he called him Raf. He's like, Raph told me to just come in and be a Drew Holiday type, right? And he goes, I'm six, I'm six foot five with a six foot nine wingspan. I weigh 215 pounds and I'm in shape and I work hard, right? Just and you saw that on display. And I think the highlight from his game, right, it was that possession where he put the absolute clamps on Cade Cunningham, right? Picked him up three quarter court press. Um, you know, pressuring him the entire, you know, while, while he's walking the ball up, making life a little difficult for him, getting him, you know, getting him out of his comfort zone. And then as soon as he crosses half court, really gets his body into him. He's in the chest of Cade, really kind of, you know, swiping at the ball, making him uncomfortable. And it's that level of like tenacious defense that, you just, I feel like at times you either have it or you don't, right? Like there's players that just come in with that mentality. And Josh Christopher absolutely has that mentality. And it's been a great thing to see develop over these first two games.
0: When you're switching with this defense or when you're switching in the 55 defense, they run where you switch everything or 54 when it's just primarily switching have one, uh, the 1-5 pick and roll. You have to be able to get into the body of the ball and just kind of deny those lanes and kind of making sure that your ball pressure is appropriate. He does that to a T. He's in a great job this summer league of making sure he uh, the, the ball handers feel where he is without fouling. He keeps his arms apart, he you know leans his shoulder in and he's you know putting his he's putting his feet in the perfect stance to make sure that no matter what happens, he's in position to stay um, either in front or right next to him on the hip. So he's he's done a fantastic job. Um, and just in case people were confused by that set, I'm gonna repeat it again, because I probably didn't do a good job of of saying it initially. Point one point sorry point one points per possession when he's defending the pick and roll ball handler so that's nine possessions synergy has and out of those nine possessions the team has only scored one point okay now I want to put in a, <laughs> I want to put in a caveat whenever you are using these types of stats context matters they're not the end all be all you have to also understand what defense or what type of defense are they playing are they doing a switch are they doing a um, a drop are they doing some sort of trapping or hedging the Rockets have had some sort of hedging going on as well it all depends on that as well but you know the ultimately the the reason I want to bring up that point is because it matches the eye test what we're seeing his ball pressure has been fantastic and he's really showing that he can be a good defensive piece and just think about how well he could play next to a guy like Sean Tate and Garuba uh, whenever Garuba gets some time and gets acclimated at, at an NBA level. This can be a very uh, potentially a very good defensive team in the future.
1: I want to talk about I, I still have one other element of, of Josh Christopher's game I want to touch on before we wrap things up. But before we talk about that, uh, not an ad break, but um, in your eyes, Ali Khan, what is the most real? What is the best, most realistic defensive lineup that you think the Rockets could trot out this season? Like positions one through five, the best defenders, but that you know you're not just putting out all the best defenders, right? Because I'm not talking about throwing Noaba, Tate, and you know KJ all out there in one lineup together, right? So realistically, what do you think their best defensive lineup is?
0: I I, I got to think about that. I think I'm just going to bring up some names and we can talk about this as we get closer to the season. I, I want to see more from these rookies before I kind of decide. I think Eric Gordon is still probably their best perimeter defender. Um, okay. Um, or if you guys want to argue Jay Sean Tate, you can say that too, but I think Eric Gordon is still, you know, you give him his dues. He's been terrific. You have Jay Sean Tate there, especially because of his size and ability to uh, defend multiple positions. Um, I think you have Tyson there right now. He's just better defender than Christian Wood. That's not a knock against Christian Wood for picking a big, I would probably pick Tyson. If I want to play small, then you probably have Jay Sean at the five and go from there. John Wall, I think John is very important to what he does in terms of communicating, playing the passing lanes, kind of getting into the body of the defender, David Nwaba. Um, Basically, at this point, a lot of the veterans. But if I'm going to pick some of the rookies to kind of keep an eye out for, um, Christopher has really impressed me. Garuba, even though, you know, all all, all is said there about how well he's played against NBA-level competition. I'm just, I mean, sorry, against non-NBA-level competition, how he's been the best defender. I still have to see him against these NBA guys for me to say. But as of right now, I would still go with the veterans roster. Um, who I would pick in a situation where I need the best defensive guys on the floor who can also give me a bucket down the other end.
1: Speaking of Garuba, burying the, burying the lead a little bit, uh, but he is set to join the Rockets after reaching a buyout agreement with Real Madrid. So that's actually really excellent news. Still TBD on whether or not he'll actually make it to any of the remaining Summer League games for the Rockets. We've got two more that are on the actual schedule, and then they will be playing a fifth game on either the 16th or 17th, uh, be it the championship game or just the the final fifth game, how the, the Summer League, you know, schedule kind of rolls out um so that's still kind of up in the air as to whether or not he'll actually get any summer league reps in with the team but the ball is rolling the process is moving along for him to join the Houston Rockets which is exciting news uh, to finally get him involved and you know get him uh coalesced with the rest of the team but last point here Ali Khan on Josh Christopher his playmaking in this one You know, the Rockets tasked him in both, you know, the first game against the Cavs and this game with kind of being one of the two more so primary ball handlers to allow Jalen Green the opportunity to operate off ball. And it's been largely Kyrie Thomas's and Josh Christopher's responsibility to initiate the offense, bring the ball up the court, kind of run things, run the show a little bit. And I thought he did a really phenomenal job kind of orchestrating things, setting up his teammates reading the court, be it either in transition or even in the half court at times, you know, making the right decisions. And that is kind of another area that stood out to me. He, he finished with the 15 points on 6 of 12 shooting, uh, but had seven assists. And that was really impressive to me.
0: For, you know, when I look at Josh Christopher's game, um, that's something I did not see coming this quickly. I still don't think he's going to be that sort of dominant type of point maker. At least the first season, it's going to take him take him some time to you know improve his dribble, um, improve making reads, and just being able to play better and pick and roll. He has to find his pace. He has to find his tempo. I think he has a pace and tempo, but he has to find that in, in, at an NBA level. Um, I think the summer league is really helping him. I think the fact that he's learning quickly too is also a good sign. Um, but you know, let, let's see what happens. I think there are possessions where you know he gets he gets, he makes the pass but he's still moving a little too fast, still moving a little too quickly. For, um, and that, you know, he has to be able to settle down. When you're running pick and roll, you know, you're making the read. You're, you're creating a two-on-one advantage where you're drawing into and you're trying to find a teammate. I think at some sometimes he's trying to rush to find that advantage versus letting it create for itself with his teammates and letting them do what they need to do. That's not that's not a bad thing. It's just the fact that, you know, he's grow, he's growing into that role. Um, and he's shown that, but he has to be able to get better and, and you know, over these next three games that we're going to see him, let's see if that that is able to happen.
1: And I just one one more final thought to throw in here is just overall, I was thoroughly impressed with just the like the team ball movement of the Rockets. It really felt like they were moving the ball really well, um, getting it to each other. And that's kind of almost a side effect of not having a true like floor general out there. Is you're going to fall into the pattern of okay, there's not one guy kind of controlling everything, so you're going to be you know naturally passing the ball around a little bit more than you than you normally would we saw that just this last season in the games where John Wall would sit out and miss some time the rockets moved the ball a little bit more more fluidly because they didn't have the safety net of John Wall to kind of just dump it off to and expect him to create something out of nothing you know at the tail end of certain possessions and you look down the entire list you know, three assists for Shingoon, four for KJ Martin, three for Green, seven for Christopher, four for Thomas. They had 27 assists on 39 made shots. I thought that was a really impressive stat in this game.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's, I think Will Weaver has done a fantastic job with the offense, kind of getting them in positions to be successful, emphasizing that, you know what, guys, like if they're going to, you know, throw different things that you make, make sure that you're keeping the spacing alive. The, the biggest and probably the most important part about playing five out. Is that no matter what you do and whatever pick and roll action, dribble handoff action you run, you maintain the actual like you maintain the maximum spacing. If you can have that optimal spacing that exists, and you can kind of create the advantage you want, no matter how late or early in the shot clock it is. And you want to play fast, and in order to play fast, you have to get to your spots in time. And for the most part, I've seen that um, throughout the roster where these guys are doing a good job of that.
1: I forget the order that coach Will Weaver uh you know shared this sentiment in but he said they're focusing a lot on I believe it was sharing, spacing and speed. I, I, that's not the order that he said it in I don't think, but, but it's one those one three one. yeah. Okay, it's those three principles and I think we saw that very much on display in this one and throughout the first two games of Rocket Summer League. But Alicon, always a pleasure to have you stop by. Um I'm glad that it didn't take us 3 weeks this time to get you back on the show. Um but go ahead and let everybody know where to track you down at
0: yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Rockets underscore Insider. Have some good stuff coming your way um, on Summer League and just beyond. Um, Jackson and I will be doing an actual film study. Um, so if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we'll be doing some actual film study there coming up. We wanted, we just wanted to get get some a little bit more games in. And Jackson's also, I don't know if you've told him, but you're heading to, to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I
1: think. I think I think I've mentioned it. Uh, I, I mentioned it once before, but yeah, I'm I'm shipping out to Vegas uh Wednesday night. It's gonna be a ton of fun. I'll be there for the remaining uh three games of Rocket Summer League. That's gonna be gonna all kinds of fun.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have a correspondent there, you know, the actual correspondent himself. So
1: uh we'll guess we'll
0: get some good quotes in um and we'll we'll put we'll put together a good film study for you guys coming next week.
1: Absolutely. But for today's episode, as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.